This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonqualscfp.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you want to jump in with a question, you can hit me up on social media or email. All that can be found at financialcoachingradio.com. Are you lying to yourself? Does that sound like a serious like shrink question? Are you lying to yourself about money? I think we lie to ourselves about a lot of stuff. And I think the better you are at telling yourself the truth, the more you're going to make headway on what your goals are. We lie to ourselves about what we've had to eat today. If we're trying to lose weight, we're like, remember that commercial with the subway? You know, I'd be eating, somebody in the commercial will be eating a pizza or a big, huge, high-calorie meal or ice cream or something and be like, hey, it's okay, I had Subway today. That's kind of lying to yourself, right? Just because you had a 500-calorie sandwich meal at Subway doesn't mean it's okay to eat a 3,000-calorie pizza or a 3,000-calorie bowl of ice cream or chocolate sundae or whatever. That's kind of lying to yourself, right? Same thing about money. Oh, it's okay this stuff is on sale. It's okay if I spend $1,000 I don't have because tomorrow it would cost me $1,500. That's kind of lying to yourself, right? The more, the less we can do those types of things, the better we're going to be. So find out if you're lying to yourself about money. A recent survey done by eMoney, a financial planning software company, examined how consumers are talking about money to themselves and their friends and their family. While I'm not surprised to see that people admit to fibbing about their finances to friends, I was a bit surprised at the level of lying to themselves people do, lying to themselves people in the survey were able to do. So people are lying to their family and friends about money, but they're also lying to themselves. So how can you lie to yourself about money? According to the survey, 25 to 35 year olds are the best at checking in on their finances. A walking, whopping 52% of them check in on their fin- finances every single day. So the older folks aren't checking on their finances. They're not checking in on how they're doing. And I can see that. The people who are the worst at budgeting tend to be the baby boomers and then the generation Xers and not so much the generation Y or millennials. People even lie to their advisors, according to the survey. 
Uh, I'm pretty good at knowing when clients are lying about something financial uh, when, according to the, the author of the article, I always tell my clients, as long as you're on track for your various financial goals, I don't care where you spend the rest of your money. You don't have to hide that new Rolex or stay at the Four Seasons if you have the money to pay for it. Yes, you can buy Starbucks every so often if you want. Uh, but people do hide their information about their finances. Why are we so... This is kind of... We can kind of take this down the road of... Well, I'll just say it. The sexual talk. As a country, we kind of keep sex hush-hush. And we keep it private. It's not really discussed. You know, people get nervous about talking about the birds and the bees with their children. And as a society... You know, we're very anxious about it. We look at it, oh no, I saw that on television. Or, oh no, I heard that. And not to say that some things aren't offensive. What's offensive to you may not be offensive to me or vice versa. That's not what I'm saying. But compared to other countries that talk more openly about it, they don't get offended as easy. Same thing about money, right? As a country, we haven't done a very good job of teaching young folks how to handle money. It wasn't until recently, and I don't know if this is nationwide, I know it's just recently in this state, is that you know, I came up in school and you did too. There was no personal finance course. Now, there was no course about how to do a budget or what insurance was or what a loan was and how to shop around for mortgages and real estate and profession. That wasn't around. Now, they have some of the courses now. I don't know if they're required. Now, I don't even remember, it wasn't even required as a, a, a minimum requirement or pre-requirement in college when I was in school. So my point is we've done a very poor job of teaching, teaching people about money. And since we've done a very poor job of teaching them about money, they make decisions that they don't want, that they're ashamed of, right? Same thing you could have about the birds and the bees. We have a very poor job of talking openly about what's good and bad about the birds and the bees. Therefore, people have anxiousness and they lie about things they do or don't do in that realm as well. Is that too much of a stretch? I don't think so. So we could do a better job at educating our young people. <laughs> not just about <laughs> sex, but just about things. That, and they can, it's not a negative. Now, I don't want the whole world knowing my financial business. I'm not going to publish my tax returns on my website. But if to the people that I trust, I should be able to talk, talk openly and honestly with them about what I have going on. Because if you're not talking openly and honestly about what you have going on financially, it's going to make it very difficult to make the improvements that you need to, to make. Because you're just going to keep lying to yourself. Well... No one really knows that I'm in debt. No one really knows that I spend all my money or I waste all my money. I'm just going to keep living this fake facade. So therefore, I'll get around to making those changes later. But if everyone in your circle, you could go there and say, look, I'm really struggling with this area of finance. I'm really struggling with this area of budgeting or investing or debt. Maybe they could offer some counsel and accountability and you make more changes more rapidly. Same thing could be said about the other, the old birds and the bees. Interesting segment. I don't think I've ever tied in money and sex before on this show, <laughs> but it certainly is tied in in the regular world. Uh, that cannot be denied. Now, this is Financial Coaching Radio. 
or the real world, not the radio world, not the radio, oh, not on the radio world, but certainly in the real world. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Stick around. There's more financial talk on the way. Come back, baby, because I like to say I've been around the world back from Bombay. Fox so love pot in your face. Living in and out of a big fat suitcase. Bonafide vibes step aside my Johnson. Yes, I could. In the woods of Wisconsin. I wake up the cake. It's the lake. She's kissing me. As they do when they do in Sicily. I know. We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is, most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621 or bakercouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage over your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qual, Certified Financial Planner, here to talk mortgages with Marshall Sparkman from Franklin Synergy Bank. Welcome back to the show. What's up, what's up? All right, you mentioned something off the air about people refinancing, and this is something that I saw the article on CNBC that people who have gotten a home or gotten a mortgage in the last two or three years could actually financially benefit from a refinance. I wondered how in the hell is that possible? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like a it's like a feeding frenzy right now for refinance loans, man. It's it's just all you can eat buffet because I'm just you know you, the chances of us ever seeing rates this low again. Are, are, are really slim. Nah, people um, have been saying that for years. Well, they have been. You know, so, so that's the funny thing is, right, I'm I'm the the lowest 30-year fixed rate I have ever locked in in my career. I remember it clearly. It was a VA loan, and it was 2010, right? Uh, and the rate was three and a quarter. Doggone, I just locked one in uh, yesterday morning at three and an eighth. So 30-year. 30 30-year 30 fixed. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so rates are the, really the lowest I've ever seen them in my career. Uh, or near it. Or very yeah, I mean there it's 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 insane. What's the lowest conventional you were locked in? Conventional, I think I locked one yesterday at like three three set three and three eighths. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was like high threes was the best it got, but it sounds like it's gotten a lot better. It's gotten a little bit better. Plus, you know, our profit margins are a lot slimmer than our competitors. So most most banks and mortgage companies out there probably are still quoting high threes, but we're quoting mid mid to low. 
According to CNBC, home loan rates are down about at 1.25% from their peak in 2018, which can translate to a $2,200 a year savings on a $250,000 mortgage, says Mortgage Bankers Association CEO Robert Bricksmith. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He his probably name. hadn't done a loan in 22 years. I wonder who <laughs> ran those numbers for him. He may have never <laughs> done a loan. Uh, however, the lack of supply and general concerns about the economy are posing challenges for people who want to buy a home, he adds. So, two or three years ago, someone has gotten a mortgage, refinanced, bought a house, whatever the case may be. Rates have came down since then. Is that what you're saying? So, when, when yes. would it make sense to, to do a refinance? Because they just paid closing costs. Well, let's talk about And they're going to have to pay it again, right? That's a good topic, man, because a lot of people don't know or understand what refinancing even is, right? So let me back up and give you the basics. So let's say a year ago you bought your house, your interest rate was four and a half. or And uh, nowadays interest rates, let's just say they're three and a half for your scenario. Well, if you're saving a four percent in interest rate, that can drop your monthly payment one, two, three hundred dollars a month, depending on how much you owe on your house. So usually um, on a refinance, it's not it's not near the monotonous process like a purchase loan is. So a purchase loan, you got to go through all this documentation. A refinance is a lot simpler. We just lock you in at the lower market rate. We do have to verify your income again and just very brief uh, verifications. Jason, you know, we don't even have to get appraisals on a lot of them now. Conventionals or, or streamlined refinances, I don't even have to get appraisals on them. So the process is a lot easier, smoother. And um, basically, you go in, uh, we close the loan, you, you skip a month, and then your first monthly payment's due the following month. So you, you can skip a month's worth, a month payment, and then you can get back up to $2,000 cash at the closing. So a lot of people, it gives you a little bit of breathing room, you get a little bit of cash back, and then, boom, your new payments kick in a couple months down the road, and it's a lower payment for you. Um, you'll find that r the closing costs are lower on refinances. Most people will recoup the cost to refinance within 12 to 18 months. So what is your cutoff time? Say, well, if you're, it takes longer than this to recoup closing costs and your payment savings that you shouldn't do it. Is there ever a time? It depends. If somebody, I tell folks, you know, if you plan on moving out of that house, if you plan on selling in the next couple of years, it's probably not going to make sense to refinance. But if you think you're going to hunker down there for a while, then yeah, let's do it. But I usually try to look at least at a two to three year break even period because you don't know that you're going to stay in the house that long. And yeah, people um, think all the time, oh, I'll be here forever and they end up selling for yep, whatever reason. I see it all the time. Or they think, hey, I'm just going to flip this house like us. We thought we were going to be in our current house for, for less than two years and here we are coming up on 10 years. So <laughs> you just never know. So that is not a, but not a good justification. But if someone's just asking you off off the cuff, like, What's the cutoff time? Three years or less to recoup your closing costs. Go ahead and pull the trigger. Yes. Yeah. Right now, I'm seeing twelve to twelve to eighteen months recoup. So, what's the process of going into a refinance, and should people be deterred by it because they just got a mortgage a couple of years ago, they, right. and that's not a fun process? <laughs> <laughs> you have to laugh because you know it sucks. <laughs> I had a client yesterday ask me. <laughs> she said before you begin your lobotomy. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. No, I, like I said, man, refinances are a lot simpler. We don't have to go through near the hoops. Um, it's still a mortgage process. You know, it is a process, but uh, it's not near as, as cumbersome as buying a house is. Refinance applications are up more than two and a half times over this time last year, according to the CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association. 
That's amazing. Two and a half times more. Well, not really, because last year there was no refinances going on because rates were higher. So the the volume was low then, so it's kind of a skewed stat Correct. there. Correct. Refinance low was, was the volume was down, so now they've jumped up. So versus the peak, maybe it's kind of right on track. But as everyone's still in shock that mortgage rates have sustained this low level for so long, and I'm not going to ask you where they're going because no one knows. I'm no. in shock, man. No one knows. But having a 4% mortgage is a pretty good place to be. Pretty good place. Well, I mean, you know, grand scheme of things, yeah, 4% is cheap money, right? Um, so I, I tell folks, you know, usually rule of thumb, not always, but usually if you can drop it a full percent, full point, um, it's it's worth it a lot of times. Now, there's several factors. It may depend on how long you plan on staying there. Like I said, it may depend on how much money you owe. Because if you only owe $90,000, saving 1% is going to save you like 50 bucks a month. But if you owe two, three, four, five hundred $500,000, saving 1% is going to be a big deal for you. So someone interested in saying, look, I have an interest rate on my mortgage more than 4%. I'm interested in finding out how much I can save, when my break-even point on closing cost is, what is the process for reaching out to you to get that information? Best way to reach out to me is going to be telephone number 615-439-0885. Again, that's uh, area code 615-439-0885. Give Marshall Sparkman a call for all of your mortgage questions. What about those folks? That, I'm sure you get this question more often lately because of interest rates. They say, well, do I need to pay off this home early because my rate is so low, or am I better off just to save that money elsewhere? What are people doing most nowadays that interest rates have been so low for so long? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, it, really, it's all, it's all, you got to look at the big picture, right? I mean, that's what what I, I encourage people to do. So what's your what's your financial objectives? When do you plan on retiring? There's a lot that goes into that. So it doesn't always make sense for, for everyone to do it. Um, you know, you really just kind of have to, you got to reach out to me. I've got to pull your, uh, I'm going to look at everything, all your, your income. I'm going to look at your assets. I'm going to look at your retirement planning and, and that kind of stuff and make sure that you're, you know, at the end of the day, you, you you when your mortgage is paid off that's when you can retire and, and enjoy life you don't have to stress as much you don't have to work as much you can kind of call the shots once your mortgage is paid off so I feel like uh, you know the mortgage is, is one of the is a really big piece of your retirement so and I take that seriously that's something we need to get, make sure that if you're in the position let's get aggressive on paying it off are people is that where people's most of their opinion is they're, they're putting money towards their mortgage versus saving it even though rates are low because obviously Money being that cheap, you could invest over the long term and do a lot better off right. than three and a half, four percent. But we're talking about intangibles here. Peace of mind is what you're referring to, not necessarily the numbers. Well, what are most people? What are they doing? Are they over, wanting to overpay their mortgage? Well, the, and that's a really good question. I'm, I'm, you know, the, you always have that that you got people with the train of thought that they want to leverage and invest everything they can and then you got those other people like my mom god bless her she wants to do a 15-year mortgage and pay it off aggressively so you know you have you have some people that want to be super conservative be completely debt free and then you have others who are like i don't care about having debt i want to reinvest it and go make more money so it really just depends so on everybody what's has the it's, still two schools of thought still pretty divided yep and Absolutely. I think it's always going to be that way. Clients, when they come to me and ask that question, I, I, don't, I get away from the math a little bit and just say, look, what if we could do both? What if you could retire when you wanted to and still pay off your mortgage? What would you do? Because I don't like the yeah. either or. 
Yeah. Because you don't, you're getting to your, your if you if you're paying off your mortgage early at the detriment of your retirement goal, that's kind of silly. <clears throat> Yeah. Because you're not really gaining anything because you're just paying down a 4% note. But those other people that say, well, I'm just going to leverage everything and they're going to carry debt on through retirement, that's kind of silly because you can achieve two things at once if you're in the right position. Yes, and that's why at the end of the day, they you, you work with a professional, right? That's why they call me and that's why they call you is because you know we can look at the big picture and give you that guidance without you having to guess, it, guess about it. Marshall Sparkman, Franklin Synergy Bank. Marshall, what's the best way to reach you online and the phone number? Uh, phone number is 615-439-0885. Online is valoanstn.com. V is in Veterans Administration. Valoans with an S-T-N.com is my website. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're talking real estate and mortgages. If you have a financial question, get it in by clicking email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. We're back with you right after this. have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134. Or go to my website, jasonqualscfp.com. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty, 615-445-5073. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THNW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THNW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any financial products or seminar tickets, live event tickets. I'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. Still talking mortgages with Marshall Sparkman of Franklin Synergy Bank. Unconventional mortgages making a comeback. What would be an unconventional mortgage? Yeah, they are. Uh, Mainly... The main product out there is a called a bank statement loan. It's for people. Oh, they're yeah, back. They're back. Stated income, oh, they no doc. Uh, it's not no doc. No, 
No, it's not that good. Uh, basically, if you're self-employed and you claim a bunch of deductions and you don't want to have to show your income taxes or, or they're not going to go over with the underwriter, you don't have to turn in taxes. You're just turning your 12 months worth of your bank statements. As long as long So they'll, they'll take your – actually, there's an automated program that scans all your bank statements and then kicks out an income number. So they calculate somehow or another how much average income you've got flowing in, and they allow us to use that as, as your income. Now, what type of rate are you going to get with unconventional? Oh, it's work? going to be a higher rate. It's going to be heavily dependent on your, your credit score and how much money you're putting down and that kind of stuff. It's not for everybody. So what's the issue with an unconventional mortgage? Obviously, the article here by Forbes talking about them making a comeback is kind of the doom and gloom that we're going to get back into oh, this scenario uh, where well, we had we were in 2008. No, man. The thing is, like, there's there's hedge funds and all these other big investment firms that know mortgages are good, uh, good risk and and they're it's good money and you know if you can charge higher rates and do these unconventional mortgages then you can make more profit and and you're still servicing people so at the end of the day it's usually groups of hedge fund investors and stuff like that that will pool money together and they'll go out and fund and buy these mortgages so well for a while there after the financial crisis money was really mm-hmm. tight you had to have a 750 score you know had lots of reserves to get the best rate and you really couldn't get a mortgage you know, very easily if you were self-employed or newly right. self-employed. So, you know, if there's a need in the market, there's nothing wrong with serving that need. And oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be not. some extra cost there. Right, you know, and, the, and most of those, um, they used to call them subprime mortgages. Now in the mortgage industry, we call them non-QM, non-qualified mortgage, which is the legal term for them. Uh, so non-QM loans nowadays, there's a huge need for them, and uh, you know they're they're not they're not risky. They're not giving them to super low credit score borrowers. They're not giving them. They're you're having to put down a down payment, and usually when somebody puts down twenty percent or so, they got some skin in the game. They're not just going to walk away from that house. Yeah, why would you? You could probably sell it in today's market pretty fast. Well, that's anyway. true too. Yeah, there's no foreclosures out there. Anymore. So with these unconventional mortgages, you know the, the bank statement loan you mentioned. So. Is there a down payment required? That's just an easier way to get into what income number to use on your underwriting versus a tax return. Correct. Is there still a down payment requirement? What are some of the other differences in a regular traditional mortgage? Yeah, so those non-QM loans, I mean, the interest rate's going to be higher and you're going to need a down payment. It depends. They range anywhere from 10. Most of them are about 20% down that you'll need. So you've got to have some cash. you got to have some cash, yeah. Not just anybody's getting it. Now, they will. There so are why some- would you need, if you can put down 20%, why would you need to go this route? <clears throat> If you're self-employed and you had a sucky 2017, but you had a blowout 2018. Gotcha. So maybe two years worth of tax returns really won't serve you. Correct. So 2016 was good. 2017 was bad. 18 was pretty good. I don't want you to take my 2017 and average it in with my 18 because I won't qualify. Yes. Now, well, now see, they're they're even nowadays you can get a conventional mortgage if you've been self-employed for at least five years we have to document it if you can show you've been self-employed for at least five years i only have to have one year tax return on a conventional loan makes things so much easier that's awesome yeah it really is so what are the other hoops to jump through there you know i'm i've always been a, a creature of the path of least resistance you know um so i i want to collect I want to run you through least number of hoops, and I don't want you to have to run across the coal and rake you back and forth across it to get lobotomy. <laughs> the lobotomy. That's right. Because <laughs> mortgage, you know, there's a lot of documentation to prepare, and you feel like somebody's really up in your personal business, which they are. It's very invasive. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You're right. Do you ever feel bad? 
Um, <laughs> you know, I'm that guy, man, where my wife makes fun of me and she gets uncomfortable because we'll meet new friends and we're out to lunch and I'm like asking about their finances and how much money they make. And, you know, I'm that guy. But uh, Well, I'm the same way. I'll have a conversation <laughs> with my wife or, you know, whoever. And I'm used to asking the questions. Oh, what do you yeah. make? Yeah, what do you do? What do you got? You know, because to me, it's not offensive because that's what I do every day. Right. But yeah. some people, they take that very personal. Like, yeah, my wife does. And I'm like, look, honey, I just, you know, if I can, if I can, if most people don't ask those types of questions, but I do because I know I can help you. If like, you know. Why if, is it to some people so offensive to ask them what they earn? must be a southern thing because I don't, it's just like well, who'd you vote for it's like i don't understand why people get offensive on that question either but it's kind of the same what about how much do you weigh to a female well uh, maybe draw a line there <laughs> so you can't ask that one but income I, I, you don't have to answer it but people get really twerked up about it let's go to the coffee shop and i'll ask a guy how much money he makes and you go ask a girl how much she weighs and let's see let's <laughs> we'll, see who wins we'll see it comes up that'd be a good good remote show Let's do it. <laughs> and then we'll swap it up. No, we're not And we'll see who gets the most answers each time they've asked. But yeah, but some people, I guess when you go to get a mortgage, you kind of know that's what it's going to be. So you know the process. But do people get offended? No, I just set the expectations up front. I think most people now know they're, you know, I'm going to ask. They're going to get within, within if you So I set uh free 15 minute consults you hop on my calendar usually i'll shoot you the link and um i'll and you we get on the phone for 15 minutes and within the first two or three minutes i'm asking about how much money you got in the bank that's just coming out and how much i want to know i need to know your total household income and i need to know how much money we're working with here and i need to know about your credit if we got any skeletons in the closet i need to know about them up front right well good deal marshall sparkman franklin synergy bank reach out to marshall what's that number one more time 615-439-0888 or my website valoanstn.com like Veterans Administration Loans TN.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio, the one show without a hidden agenda giving you the truth about personal finance. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Check out jasonqualls.cfp.com. I'm back with you right after this short break. Donegal offers car and homeowners insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. Let us quote your auto and home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty. 615-445-5073. Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. 
take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. What a blast of a show. You know, we're talking a lot of unique things, a lot of things having to do with all financial planning topics. Everybody's just kind of go to hit or miss. I think I ask a question to my experts. I can you can notice this is they go, well, sometimes this is right for one person. Sometimes that's right for another person. And that's a lot of the same things that I talk about. That's not a coincidence. None of this is scripted. You know, I ask a CPA a question. They're like, well, it depends. I ask a mortgage guy a question. It depends. I ask an insurance or a tax guy. It depends. Because that's real-world financial planning. You tune into the other show, and everybody gets the same advice. I don't care if you're worth $10 million or $10. That ain't how it's done in the real world, folks. This isn't all about books and making the host of the radio show rich. This is all about you getting the help and the advice and the counsel you need that's applicable to the real world. That's what Financial Coaching Radio is all about, and that's what my private practice is about as well. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for more. You can listen to the show anytime, anywhere, via podcast at financialcoachingradio.com. Click on archives. You'll get that long list of all the past shows. Again, archives at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm your host, and I'm out. I'll see you next time. Tune in the website or check out the website, jasonqualcfp.com. Learn all about my unique financial planning practice. I'll see you next time right here on WGNS. Keep it locked in. More local talk.